you're the connection with Sam Bradford initially. How did the idea come up to get Sam Bradford here? Do you remember, like, at what point you thought this might be a possibility? Did you bring it up to the ship? How did it all come? How did how did you guys start thinking about Sam Bradford? There was no there was no really definite day. You know, I think in the off season teams make changes. You do things uh, that changes the roster. We just made some uh, changes to guys that would be considered household names, but certainly. Uh, I had uh, experience with Sam in his first year uh, in St. Louis, so knew a great deal about him. And, and basically, you know, I was able to just give some insight to uh, what Sam was all about as a player, and then all the other stuff kind of happened down the hall from me. When you, when you looked at the tape of Sam um, in his last three years, when you weren't with St. Louis, yeah. compared it to when you were working with him, did you see anything uh, different? Well, I watched him. He's the same player. He's he's a guy that's. You know, he takes great pride in his work, from whether it's calling the play and making sure the guys get lined up to executing the cadence to, you know, uh, dropping back and throwing, his ball handling, you know, his decision making. So I saw, you know, the same, the same player. Unfortunately, he just uh, had some injuries, and, and some of those things you just can't control. And how did he change just in terms of being a few years older and going through some of the hard times that he's gone through? Well, I think experience makes us all better, you know, and he's had some, you know, it's not, it's not always pretty, you know, there's times when uh, you got to experience, you know, I like to think sometimes when um, you have some things go wrong, you know, it ends up being sort of a blessing because you, you learn from them. And I think just in the time that we've been together here in Philadelphia, I think, I think he's, um, He's gotten his, his body and his knee right, and you can see he's executing out here at a high level. Speaking of changes, this team has had a lot of change in the offseason, nine new starters, maybe 10 if Kiko starts. Um, what sort of challenges does that present, and how's the team managing that process? Well, I think it would be a challenge if, if you didn't train the way we did. You know, we had a great deal of reps in the spring. Um, the way we practice and the way we train, you know, guys get a lot of reps. so new guys and you know these guys have all played other places before but the new guys that we brought in were able to get the reps they needed and they got up to speed quickly what did you think about uh ryan matthews before he came here and has your perception of him changed now that you guys have him? well i had a little smile on my face when, when he came here i remember when he came out of college i i thought you know coming out of fresno i thought he was an outstanding running back and we certainly weren't in a position to draft him, but I've always kind of appreciated what he is as a player. And, um, you know, he's showing out there that he's a real solid, sturdy guy. He's, I wouldn't call him a downhill runner, but I think because he has really good vision and he catches the ball well, and uh, he does a good job in pass protection. So we're very fortunate to have him. Do you think it's just help in San Diego that sort of slowed him? I think so. Uh, you know, I, again, you can't control all that. And, you know, I've spoken to North Turner about him uh, when we kind of interact at NFL functions. And, you know, I know he had a, a lot of really great things to say, much like Mike McCoy. What was your message, what was your message to him when he was here at the same time as you, you guys were reporting to Marco? He was kind of in a little limbo there. There's no message when all that's going on. You know, I think, you know, we're fortunate. We've got some really fine players. We brought in guys that were, were starting running backs, and we have them here, and I think that's great. So, 
I think when guys look at making changes or, or, or moving to another team, they look at the things that are good about an organization. And I think, you know, it says a lot about our organization when we have guys that, that choose to come here. The battle at, at, at right and left guard going. I mean, I know like Alan Barbie's probably came up guard, but where do you see that right yeah. out position? Oh, we're, we're, we're working a bunch of guys in there. I should say a bunch, but a small handful. And uh, it's going well. You know, again, we're only into, you know, really the end of our first week of competition out there. And so it's, you know, it's a little too early to tell what's going to happen. But we feel good about the progress that. The, the guys that could potentially play there are making. Since last year ended, you've got potentially a new quarterback, new running backs, changes of wide receiver. Could you just describe the level of on the same page-ness this group is? Yeah, I'll go back to the answer I gave a little earlier. Um, it's not a big concern for us because we get a lot of reps and they get to do it over and over and over. Uh, if we were in a different setting, uh, like in a couple of my former lives, where you don't get as many reps, then that might be a bigger concern. But for us, um, you know, I think these guys have picked it up pretty well. It's a credit to them. They're very professional. Uh, I think we have a, a system that um, can be learned in, in a way where they can pick it up quickly. In relation to Josh Huff, that he was going through a process of realizing this is not Oregon's offense, this is a different offense. Sure. Where is his development in terms of the offense and understanding um, well, he's made huge improvements. Um, I think when you look at his game as a receiver, you know, he's done some really good things with his release technique. He's making more plays down the field. And he's kind of a quick, powerful type guy that does a nice job in the run game as well. So he's just developed his total game. And I think uh, from an individual kind of a fundamental basis to also being more familiar with what we do. So it's just kind of a well-rounded improvement, and we're expecting uh, big things. As you watch Sam, what do you look for on the field, on film, to show you that he's back? Well, when he's out there playing, you know, the, the team drills are kind of uncontrolled in some ways. We don't hit the quarterbacks, but there's times when he, you know, everything's always drop, you know, designed to drop back and throw or play action and throw. He's had a handful of plays where he's had to scramble and make a play where it's a little bit uncontrolled, both to his right and to his left, which he's done. And, you know, we're just sort of checking off the boxes as we go, watch, and, and he's doing a good job with that. He has a reputation as an accurate thrower. It looks like an accurate thrower. But a clear completion percentage maybe doesn't reflect that. I'm wondering why you think that is, and maybe are there stats that coaches use that, you know, would be a better determining factor? Yeah, I can't speak to that. You know, they're. It takes two to tango when it's, we're talking about completion percentages. Um, we do know he's a very accurate passer. And in the progressions that we're running, he's displayed an ability to throw the ball accurately and on time for us. How is Nelson Aguilar done? You know, how's the progress uh, he's making? He's doing terrific. Um, you know, he came in and a little bit of, it's always a little bit of a slow start. You know, they're on the, you know, when you're a high draft pick, you're sort of on the rubber chicken circuit you know, up to the draft, and then you're quickly thrown into competition where there's a lot going on. But he's actually done a really, really good job. You can see uh, he's becoming more and more comfortable uh, out there playing.
blocking. I know blocking is a big part of the receiver scheme. Uh, how is he in that end of things? Yeah, he's a tough, competitive guy. He understands angles, and um, I think he's done a good job with those. Back to your right guard. Yeah, we we really haven't we really haven't decided at this point. As I mentioned earlier, they're they're just out there battling. It's too early to tell. Too early to tell. Yeah, I, I guess the guys that we're all talking and writing about, um, they're all we are, we feel comfortable with them all being in there. So it's just a matter of us picking one, and that's sort of where we're at right now. Uh, at the right time, and I can't tell you exactly when that's going to be. Sam, um, he's had a lot of different offenses that he's had to learn. Is that something that has kind of stunted his growth to some degree, too? No, I, I think, yeah, you certainly would like continuity. You know, it would have been nice to see what he could have done in the second year of the system we employed uh, when we were first together. Um, but he's a very smart guy. Quarterbacks get used to learning new things. And they take great pride in learning it, um, and, and Sam's done that. I, I think, I don't know, I think we're just moving forward with him, and he's got all the things we need to get it going. As far as that goes, and T.J. Kinney is a quarterback learning a whole new position. Um, does he have, a, has he done enough to give himself a chance? Heck, he's learning two positions. You saw him at running back, you put him at receiver. He's like that utility infielder, you know, he's, Kind of uh, Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell all wrapped up, you know, in one. Um, but he's, um, no, he's done a really good job. And he's one of those unselfish players that will do anything to help us win football games. And he's one of those guys, you know, we tell, we tell all the players, we want you to make our team. And if you don't make our team, we want you to make somebody else's. And that's the way you got to approach your training. And I think he does that. When you look at Jordan Matthews' production last year, in what ways did his size specifically, you know, create problems for opposing Nichols? Well, it can be a problem, and you know, being a bigger guy, and being a physical kind of a release technique type guy, if he gets matched up on a on, on a littler player, certainly, certainly it's an advantage to him. But he certainly is nifty enough to to uh, beat a guy his size. Um, so. But it does help. It's always good to be bigger, you know. Huh? Yeah. Last year, with only one running back ahead of him. Now there's potentially two backs ahead of him. How do you get him on the field more with that equation? Well, you've seen us. Uh, you know, you've had a chance to watch us. Now we'll line them up in a lot of different places. We'll find a way to get them on the field. We just think that's a smart thing to do. So, whether we're handing them the ball or throwing it to them. We'll, we'll certainly make sure that happens. What about the tight end after Ertz and Selleck? Who do you see looking good there? Well, Trey Burton's done a good job. You know, he he kind of burst on the scene as a guy that, you know, kind of came here at the end of the draft, and he did a great thing. He, you know, he's one of those guys that's really talented as a receiver. He's become a better blocker. He had the same kind of off-season mindset that Ertz did. He and Zach, I think, have improved their blocking. And then he, he made such an impact on special teams that he's always going to be sort of relevant for us. And he's done a good job. In this and then, case, it looked like, no, no, look like he added a lot of bulk, too. Uh, and a little bit thicker. Yeah, I think he just kind of reproportioned his body, you know, kind of a sports science thing. You know? yeah. How about a guy like John Moffat came along after OTAs and minicamp? And, uh, I'll be back to you about the other guy. Okay. Um, I mean, 
getting mopped yeah. in the knee. We're all getting the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, yeah, right. Yeah, he came on you know, late. I mean, how, how is this progress? Is he a guy that can potentially line up and start in a yeah, lap? Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that's in the mix there. I think for him, he's got to do extra on the side to catch up. You know, he's one of only really two players that didn't go through the whole process on offense with us. And, uh, but he's a smart guy. He's been in other systems. And, you know, it's just a matter of kind of, kind of converting what he knew. You know, what did they used to call inside zone? It's what we call it now in, in some of the techniques. And so, uh, and then certainly all the pass protection stuff, which is critical. But he's done a good job. And the other tight ends. Yeah, yeah the young guys. Yeah, we got uh, Tomlinson, Tukes, and um, and Gleikert. All guys, you know, that's um, they come out here each day, and and it's kind of like one guy, one day one does a little better than the other, and they're all just sort of in the mix. They're competing, and that's really a good crew of guys. We'll just have to see if somebody can pull out of that. Is it still too early to see, um, you know, two pad practices to see if there's any big difference in Zacherts' blocking technique? And Hip placement, hand placement. Yeah, we've seen we've seen a difference. You know, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it comes down to your initial footwork. You know, whether you hit the target the right way, and then once you hit your target, can you finish with your feet? You know, I think that's the key thing for tight ends is to make sure they use the right footwork, hit the target, and then then finish. Because a lot of times they're outmanned or out. You know, the guy they're blocking's got a little bigger. You know, if you go in the defensive line room. You know, they're all bummed out if a tight end whips them. So that's that's where you start. Uh, you're working Hufffield exclusively outside? No, he's got some slot work as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, inside or out, doesn't matter. Is there a preference with him um, where, where you think his skill set is better? No, I don't think so. I think he's gotten most of his work outside, but certainly through last year and now through the early camp, uh, he's worked inside. Was no there, preference. Marco, I mean, he's out, he's out sick, and then the first day he only did a, a couple of the uh, drills he didn't do. Uh, he was just a little bit under the weather yesterday. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, he's here. Is he doing both slot and, and outside? I mean, how's he been doing it? Uh, good. I mean, I think he's, I, I mentioned earlier, I think one of his strengths is his ability to re release the line of scrimmage because he's got some initial quickness and a good feel. Um, but yeah, he's worked both inside and out. What do you think so far of Raheem Mostert? Raheem, he's done it. He, he's fast. He's really fast. And, you know, he's caught our eye because he's caught the ball well. Uh, he's run the ball well. And he's one of those guys, you know, if you give it to him, I think he's got a chance to go the distance. So, you know, that's the, that's the type of speed that he has. And we'll just see how it plays out. Sam and Mark are the top two guys, but, but the two QBs behind, what are you seeing from Tim and Matt? I tell you what, Matt, it's such a night and day difference from, from when he got here. You know, when he came here a couple years ago, uh, he's throwing the ball much better. He's uh, he's playing with a great deal of confidence, and you know he hasn't gotten in games, you know, of late. And I think if he if he had, you know, we we would have seen him, you know, produce. Um, but he's done a good job. And then Tim, Tim's, uh, I think Tim's a little bit of a gamer. You know, uh, these team settings, which are a little bit uncontrolled, he gets out there and makes plays. So, um, and we've seen great improvements in him.
from uh, his ability to execute our offense. And then he's got that skill set where if it's not right, he's willing to take off and run. And when he's running with it, he's like a running back. Does that decision come down, does that decision come down entirely to how they function as a quarterback? You look at the other way. I think as we go through the preseason games, we'll kind of watch how they move. You know, and I think, again, that's one of those things that's, I'm sure we'll circle back on it here a lot this preseason, but, um, you know, that's still got to be played out. TJ really doing a lot of things. And at the link, uh, I saw him doing blitz pick up from a fullback stance yesterday, sure. catch the touchdown. I think the outside perception is a guy who was a quarterback is trying all these things. It's a little gimmicky. He's got no shot. Are you, you, is it the plan to just try him and everything to see what he's best at, or do you already think no. he's good at these? We know he can play quarterback, you know, and then because he's a competitive guy, we're giving him the opportunity to learn and do other things. Um, so he has an opportunity to make this team. That's basically it. What, like, does he have to have a, a, a strength somewhere at some position? Because you're moving around so much. Well, I think a guy that can become and, and display ability to be multiple makes you better, you know. We good? All right, guys.